The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Leese. I'm your host, Jeff Orvitz, and Glenn is here with me, and we've got Doug Sweet back. We're, we're talking about Leadership 101, investing in people, and uh, we spent a lot of time last week, and we, we just barely scratched the, the surface. Glenn, yep. how are you doing today? Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing great. We, we uh, really hit a lot of ground about uh, the strategies, Doug, and Doug Sweet's with us. Maybe, yeah. maybe reintroduce Doug real quick sure. for, for those who didn't listen last week. And, and if you didn't listen, you need to go back to the podcast. Look up yeah. Intelligent Investing on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, but we'll cover some of the same ground. Y- yeah. So last week we talked all about the important characteristics of a good leader and why that's so important and why having the right team and the right people on your team can make or break your business. And so I invited Doug into the studio today because one, Doug has a tremendous amount of uh, experience in the corporate world and leadership, executive coaching. In fact, his company now does executive coaching uh, for some very large companies. And so he's just got a wealth of information, knowledge when it comes to leadership. And we've also served together in the same leadership capacities for, for quite a while too. So it's not just, uh, you know, out there in the ether experience, it's real life, him and I experience of going through some tough times. It's not uh, virtual yeah. social media. Just <laughs> no. So I invite him yeah. in. He, he travels a lot, but we were able to get him in the studio today. Yeah. So Doug, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me back, Jeff. Good to see you again. And Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, you have, Glenn uh, and, and Doug, a bunch of uh, effective communications, trustworthiness. We've talked about all this. Maybe go over some of these things that are important when we're talking about uh, leadership and investing in people. Right. Yeah. So these are like the core principles, core of, principles. of a good leader that we, Doug and I, wanted to say, okay, what are the things that we think are the most important? So um, what, do you, what do you think? What are a couple that are just... Well, you know, it's, 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 it's funny that we went there because my wife and I were talking about this just a couple of days ago. And one of the things that she always has reminded me, she has her master's degree and at one point was working on her PhD. And I, I told her I got my master's, you know, on Superior Avenue in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure that those really equate well. But one of the things that she really has helped me understand is that your IQ, your intelligent quotient, is pretty much what you get when you're born. But your emotional intelligence is something that can grow and develop over time. So when I think about those, I really use, and I use, there's a book called Emotional Intelligence, and people can go out there and find it. 2.0 is, is the one that I use a lot now, with, especially with leaders. Um, and there's four or five things, and I'm just going to share these with you really quick because they are key to me. One is self-awareness, um, self-control, relational awareness, situational awareness and social awareness. And I know, you know, I know you, Glenn, I know those things that are just key elements to you. But I think when you talk about those things, even if you're bad at them, if you start to focus on them, even speaking them out loud makes you better at them. So, I mean, those cover so many areas, but it's like, hey, have a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, my wife and I learned that a long time ago in our marriage. We had an older couple that we did our premarital counseling with. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago, but um, Siobhan was very young and I was not. So let's go with that. Um, but they said, if it's going to be funny later, it's funny now. <laughs> and so sometimes you have to laugh at things that might not be funny to somebody else, but to you, you got through them and you got to the other side. So yeah. having a sense of humor, um, you know, again, I think it's just social awareness right now. 
you know, I'm learning about pronouns. Do I, am I thrilled to do that? No. But if I'm going to meet someone where they're at, don't they deserve a measure of respect based on where they're at? That doesn't mean I have to agree a hundred percent, but I can still respect who they are. So Mm. those are my things, Glenn. I know you've got a few that you want to share. So I'm I'm interested to hear which ones you choose. Yeah. So we're talking about a phenomenal leader. Um, I've got a couple, but one of them that's top on the list is effective communication is the person that's leading your organization or group or, or whatever, are they able to effectively speak and communicate the vision, the mission, where the company is going? So that way, a everyone in the organization is very clear. We know what we're doing, what needs to be done. Um, if there's issues or problems that we need to address and fix and get better, the leader is very effective at talking about that. And um, uh, communication builds trust, too. So right. being uh, cons- consistent communication when you're talking, and I make a point of this, too, with my people in my organization that are leaders over me, is I sometimes just call them just to say, hey, just want to check in, you know. Uh, or next time you're in town, let's grab lunch. Let's yeah. uh, go work out. Let's just spend time so that way you can be up to speed. And there's nothing wrong. In fact, there's nothing but great news. But I want to be intentional so that way um, we can build that trust and you know exactly what's going on. So I think effective communication is one. Um, trustworthiness. It is the, the leader. Can they be trusted? Um, are they the same person behind closed doors? as they are in public. Um, and do they do what they say and say what they do, right? Is that, you know, something that's a quality of them where they follow through with what they've said and are they, if there's tough news to be broken or, or to be told, are they able to tell that, you know, not just skirt around the subject. I think that's been, a, an area of lack that we've seen in our current leadership and a lot of different areas of government is just, yeah. no one's willing to just tell the bad news. They all just want to spin in some kind of good news. And unfortunately there's everything's bad news. great. Everything's for me. great. Yeah. And they say, yeah. Oh, the economy is the strongest it's ever been. You're yeah. like, am I, am I really hearing ever? this? That, <laughs> that is not truthful. That is not the case. And I won't think less of you if you say, Hey, things are tough. Um, but I will think less of you if you're not able to tell me the truth. So, uh, trustworthiness is important. Don't sugarcoat it is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, just being be in, straight. Yeah. Talk, talk to us like we're an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, being an independent thinker is also important. Is that leader able to, uh, make decisions about what they believe is right, regardless of whatever everyone else in the culture is doing. If everyone else is jumping off a cliff, can that leader say, no, 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 this is a terrible idea. I don't want to do this. We're not going to do this action. Are they able to think outside the box and be an independent thinker? Or are they just, you know, a lemming like everyone else where they just make all the same decisions and not, you know, one of the the companies that I really like and have caught a lot of heat over the years, but I will give them credit. They We'll stay on the grounds, but Chick-fil-A, I mean, they were very like, here's what we do. Here's how we operate. And there's a lot of people that don't like that, but I, you can't appreciate the fact that they said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And yeah. this is what we're called to do. We're going to make great chicken sandwiches and we're going to be closed on Sunday and X, Y, Z about our company. But, um, we're if not you don't like that, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. We're, We'll survive. We'll yeah. move on. Stick to their core values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think those are just a couple of important ones. I got a whole list. Of can them, can but, I yeah. hit on one? Yeah. Because you said yeah. uh, like self-control, things like that. I mean, I can talk from my experiences as a younger guy, you know, that self-control and I guess not flipping out in certain circumstances. I probably look back and say, oh man, I could have handled that better. Glenn, you probably the same way, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, you and know, one thing I had, it, I learned this early on in my business career is I'd, it, I would wait on any decision I wanted to make 
and say, do I feel the same way a yeah. week or two weeks from now? I had now? to learn that though. And because I had one time where I left a good career and a job because I had like just a bad day. Yeah. And, and, and looking back, it was like, okay, that was not a good reason to leave the organization. I just made a on the fly decision that had long lasting repercussions. And so, you know, and it was probably just me having an emotional day, like whatever you know, right. life was happening. And so I do think that having some self-control to say, okay, my emotions, these things that I'm feeling, if I give myself time, yeah. those actual chemicals in the body will leave. Yeah. And now you can start thinking about this, this situation from a clear perspective. Am I going to send this email tonight? Cause right. I'm mad. Or does this look the same in the morning? And well, I've done exactly. that many my, times. My too. wife and I have a 24 hour. Yeah. And, and we do that a lot. I mean, if you're having any kind of a visceral response, meaning you're clenching your hands, you're neck gets tight my head gets I, I have a lack of hair and so my head will get very red it looks like rudolph and i am sending a signal and i don't realize it and that's you know my wife the other thing is she'll look at me and say you need to fix your face and it's just, she goes you look like you're about to shoot somebody i said well i'm just concentrating she goes well pl- concentrate on shooting someone you're, you're scaring people and so that 24-hour rule is huge i mean yeah. how many times have i written email and sent it and that was before they had the recall. Like you could pull it back, and the next day I'm dealing with the consequences yep. of my emotional. Mm. I, I allowed, I lost self control, I lost self awareness, and I allowed something that someone said in passing to emotionally hijack me. And when you talk about a leader, a leader has to be able to say, I have to stop this today. We're going to revisit this tomorrow or on Friday or whatever day it is because he can tell that emotionally he's allowing it to hijack him. And some of that comes from all of us have had good and bad things happen to us. And an emotional hijacking is something that is triggering something in you that's an old thing. And so part of it is having to face the old thing but not take it out on the people. You know, Mm. it's in a marriage. My wife and I also have another saying. My mate is not my enemy, and you don't shoot the person in the foxhole with you. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of army things in here, but don't shoot your wingman. You know the enemy is out there. Your mate is not your enemy. We're in this together. Your yeah. your advisor is not your enemy. Glenn, you're here to help me make sure that I have the funds I need to carry out the mission that I've been given. Yeah, Jeff, you're here to carry out this podcast. You're not my enemy. You know, so let's let's make sure that we remember that the people inside here, even when we're disagreeing strongly, and we go back to those awareness things. You know, I, a quick story yeah. again. My one of my favorite current guys is Terry Looper. He was the only one on his board who decided they were going to sell off a piece of their company, and he stood. And everybody on his board was against him, but he was convinced as the leader, convicted that this was the right decision. Long story short. They sold that, and what ended up coming back out of that was a tripling of the size of their company because they focused all their vision back on their core competencies. Mm. And his company went from one B to many Bs, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Hey, if, if you want to talk with Glenn, by the way, I want to throw out the number here real quick because we're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, Doug and, and talk more about uh, leadership and uh, get deeper into this. Uh, we could probably do this for hours and hours, but uh, time is limited, so we'll come back with that. Yeah, you give Glenn a call right now, 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Back in just a minute.
The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation was for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome back. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Uh, if you want to talk with Glenn one-on-one, you can get a second opinion. He's always there. So give him a call right now. 928. I think you're always there. Almost always there. Yeah. 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. We're here with uh, Doug Sweet getting great tips on investing in people. Uh, leadership 101. And uh, l- let's hit on this. Like, Because last week we discussed the importance of strong leadership and, and the right team. Um, maybe, Doug, you can do uh, three or four things that we can all do to improve uh, the, the team. Okay. Yeah, I think one of the things is, and we talked about this a little bit, is I love the idea of team building. Um, but basically where I always start with, and you'll be surprised when I go in and like I'll be, I'll, a board will call me or they'll have a president in trouble and he's trying to figure out some changes in his staff. And I'll say, well, how well do you know him? And go, what do you mean? I go, well, how well do you know your team? And I literally go and use an old tool that I learned a long time ago. And we have, for the lack of a better term, story time. <laughs> and everybody at the table gets 10 minutes. And I go, I want to hear about your story. And so in one of the cases, there was a huge disconnect between the CFO and the sales manager. And I'm a sale, I was a salesman, sales manager, VP, all that. And, and salespeople spend money. Well, this guy that was a CFO, we didn't understand how poor he was growing up. That literally food would be a can of SpaghettiOs, which you don't even, you've never eaten in your life, Glenn, but people that are older than you know, understand what those are. Glenn oh, eats yeah. organic SpaghettiOs. Organic SpaghettiOs. No, I know, yeah. I know SpaghettiOs. I actually have a funny <laughs> SpaghettiOs story, but yes, I'm aware. Another, yeah. maybe, okay, Another we'll time. take that offline. <laughs> anyway, but, but what they realized is this guy squeezed every penny and it drove the sales reps crazy because they couldn't really care for their customers they wanted. Once they heard his story, they understood more. So they understood how to phrase what they needed to do in a different way. So team building, I think, starts with, hey, you might take a few minutes and get to know each other. Yeah. When I was in the military, I was in a a pretty elite group, and we had uh, a formation. I knew everybody in that formation. I knew what their skills were. I know their weak points. They knew mine. And so, but we, how did we do that? Well, we did everything together. I mean, literally. I mean, if we were going to roll out and get a beer, everybody rolled out and get a beer. Now, most of us are in recovery now, so maybe that wasn't <laughs> the best idea. But I'm saying we spent so much time together, both formally and informally, that we knew each other well enough to be able to be honest with one another. Some people could take it and stayed. Some people couldn't take it and they left. So to me, that authentic – I mean. Building a relationship trumps productivity because mm. you can have the same thing. I was with another group that they had one guy that was just a rock star, but he abused every policy in the company to get done what he wanted to get done. It was very selfish. And so one of the things I used with him, I says, let's talk about climbing a mountain. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, how would you climb a mountain? He goes, well, I'd just go up. 
You have to understand that certain people in your organization are going to go to a certain level, and that's where they're comfortable. You know, I spent the last 28 years in Texas. The elevation is zero. I came here, I can't take a deep breath. (laughs) But some people get to a certain level, and they're okay there. They go there, and you have some people, you need guys going to the top of the mountain. But eventually, a leader has to be one who's been there and come back and survived and now his greatest thrill is to see someone else experience the mountaintop. Mm. And so is a leader someone who will say, get on my hip and let's go. I, I do Ironman triathlons when I have nothing else to do. But I can remember being in a race and there was a young man that was really struggling. I could tell we had just started the run, so we'd finished the, the swim and the bike, and it's just stupid hot. I don't know why I do these. I'm not very smart. <laughs> I've been hitting the head a lot. But anyway, I, said, I told this kid, I said, listen, just get on my hip. I said, just get on my hip, and we're going to go together. My race wasn't as fast, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, of all my Ironmans, that's the one I remember the most yeah. and I enjoy the most. Is yeah. That kid just stayed on my hip, and I talked to him and encouraged him. That's a true leader. He doesn't have to be the first one there, but his goal is to get as many people to the top as he can because that's when your organization, when your company, when your family will excel. Yeah, that's that's wow. great advice there. And yeah. getting them there is so important, more yeah. important than yes, anything. Sir. Yeah, so getting knowing your team, I picked up, and helping your team get to a level, and, and, and it's important that you've actually been there and done that. It's mm-hmm. hard to lead someone. It's like uh, if you were a personal trainer and you're coaching someone on how to get in the best shape of their life and lose weight and you know be active, but you yourself never experienced what that's like. It's just a whole different level of you know, how you can coach. And so, which is why most time people are looking for athletic personal trainers because they want someone that's been there and knows how to do it. So some of the other things I think are important with uh, building a team, I I like getting to know your team. That's something I've definitely done a lot of over the last year and a half um, within my core team and even my leadership team is, you know, I've said whenever the president of the company comes into town, I clear my schedule. Uh, I don't have, I try not to have any client appointments that day so I can just be intentional in spending time with them, be available for lunch. Sometimes we'll go work out or do an event because it's important to build that relationship and make sure we're all on the same page. And inevitably, Sometimes things come up of things that are, you know, maybe, you know, we need to talk about or things that are struggling, but we have that relationship. So, so that way I know and I feel comfortable that I can bring up uh, a topic and know that that person's got my back and I've got theirs. Okay, it's can really I interject hard. Yeah, yeah. Though, what you just said is so important. You were intentional. Not only is your president being intentional coming, but you're respecting him and your intentionality also allows him to know that you are valuing what he's bringing. Yeah. So I think your intentionality in that, in that spot and a team's intentionality of being open to have time is just as important. Thanks. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no. And I think it's great just being intentional to build relationships and to spend time. And when you know that that person has your best interest at heart and they have your best interest, it completely changes the way you look at your relationship of the organization and, and how you tie it in. If you're always worried about your organization, you know, doing something that's going to harm you, or you don't believe that they really have your best interest at heart, interest at heart, that is not a good place to be. Uh, you know, you need to be with an organization that you care about and they care about you. Um, like as Doug said, people are the most productive when the, their organization values their input and values their work. And that person sees value what they do too. So those are just a couple of principles. Yeah. Well, one of the things I want to interject is, is there's a, there's a principle that I learned in the military and it's called extreme ownership. In fact, there's a book written by some Navy SEALs out there by the same name. Yeah. But what it says is, and this is something that I think 
sometimes leaders who have been moved up too fast, who aren't mature enough to be able to understand your team has to win. Yeah. That is not just about you winning. I mean, I've been in companies where a division would win and the rest of the company would lose. And all these guys were worried about was their bonus. Well, how many times do you see a great sports team that has the great star player, but the team never wins a championship. Team never wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there's lots of, there are lots of basketball examples to me are, are huge where they just keep getting traded around thinking they're going to get a ring. Well, they become the piece that's divisive. Mm. They become that 1% drift that over, you know, 162 games in baseball or 80 some games in basketball, it drifts to the point where it's not reconcilable. I think, but extreme ownership says if it goes wrong on my watch, it's my responsibility. And as a leader for you to stand up and not hang somebody else out to dry. And I've mm-hmm. seen that a lot, yeah. and that's horrible. That destroys trust, and it takes amazing amount of time to come back. But if the leader stands up and says, this is my responsibility, no yeah. excuses. My, I mean, I love that line, and I've used that in my career, and it has served me well, and it wasn't always that way. As we talk about lo- blowing your top when you're younger. Yeah. Worst thing in military is what they call blue on blue, and that's where friendly fire has caused a casualty. And you now have to write a letter to somebody explaining that their poor son or daughter is not coming home because of a mistake. The SEAL team talks about either I didn't train them well enough, I didn't give them the equipment they needed, I didn't communicate clearly. And that's my responsibility. And if someone is called into accountability, it's me. I don't hang somebody else out there. Extreme ownership can go too far, you know, where you think it's all about you. But in that case is let your team get a win. Even yeah. if you have to take a shot, you've got enough emotional um, currency build up with your bosses, your board, or your your executive director. Let your team get a win. Take one. And then when you say, quote, unquote, take one for the team, yeah. be their defender. Yeah. And, and, that's and go such back a... and correct the behavior. But in, in that moment, stand up for them. Let them know that you're trustworthy and you won't hang them out to dry. You know, and actually a good example, um, one of my newer employees that came onto our team is they had said, and their previous employer, they had done all this extra work, really helped accomplish this project, build this relationship. And because of that, the the company ended up, you know, bringing on a bigger client and the the president of the company just took 100% credit for it without actually acknowledging that everything was because of this individual that helped, which the individual is actually my mom. And, and I feel, I feel kind of bad because it's like, okay, we need to appreciate our, our people on our team. And when they do great work, we need to acknowledge that publicly to say, Hey, you know what we won as a team and I couldn't have done it without X, Y, Z person, their contribution. In fact, I really want to, um, you know, praise them in public. That's one of the other things that we've adopted. I've tried to do is the Dale Carnegie where you, you know, publicly praise and, and privately criticize or, or privately correct. And so, so, uh, yeah, I just think those are important things when you're building a team is to uh, acknowledge those contributions that your team gives. Doug, uh, as we finish up here today, what would you like people to kind of leave with if you were to leave them with one a couple of tidbits, one tidbit going forward when it comes to leadership, when it comes to investing in people? I think the number one thing I would say is invest in your people by spending time with them. Get to know who they are because as you get to know them, you'll be able to decide whether or not they're part of your team or they need to pursue an opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, Make it intentional. Go find them. Sit down. I had a conversation with a young guy yesterday. I said, you're missing the mark. He goes, well, how? I said, because every time you go sit down and talk to someone, you have your phone out. I said, hang it up, turn it off, leave it in your office. You're not a brain surgeon. You're not a heart surgeon. No one's going to die if you don't call them back. Yeah. 
focus on the person in front of you and give them your attention and your respect and watch what happens. Mm. Again, behavioral economics says if they're engaged and they're passionate and they're willing to follow you, they say a lot of times, don't follow a general without scars. Yeah. I'm an old Sarge. I got lots of scars. That proves I can get there and get back and bring you back safely. Yeah. That's what I would say. Be intentional. Honor relationships. Glenn, yeah. so much here in these uh, last two shows. <laughs> yeah. um, I encourage everyone to go to Intelligent Invest. Look up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least because uh, I, I think it's well worth listening back to, even if you've listened to both of these parts. Yeah, and we'll have some and, bonus content on there, too. That great. We couldn't fit on all yeah. of today's. Cause, yeah, because yeah. there's so much yeah. there. Um, Doug, hey, great information. Appreciate it. And, and all Thank your you. stories, no, too. It's, it's, it was great having you on. Um, and if you want to get in touch with Glenn, don't forget, call him up, 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. And Glenn, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Another edition of Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least uh, on 97.1 The Big Talker. Plus, remember, go get that podcast. Look yeah. up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Gentlemen, take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Bye. Jeff. Thanks. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation was for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.